is dropped, and it's showtime from downtown Winnipeg. Moxley's pass, a shot, they score! Shankly Cutter scores! What a stop by Hellebach! Nikolai Ehlers on the faceoff! Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Well, everybody, uh, welcome back to another episode of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. And may I say, things have changed for the better uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. They pick up five of a possible six points in the last week. And I will tell you, the uh, the mood on the podcast was not as cheery uh, as it is this weekend, which is shocking because it's uh, Monday morning at 9.14 a.m. Uh, and, you know, nobody likes Mondays. So uh, we're trying to make your Monday better. The Winnipeg Jets uh, pick up a win against the Nashville Predators on Saturday night. By the way, Mitchell Clinton of Jets TV joining me on the podcast, along with 680 CGOB's Paul Edmonds. Uh, gentlemen, uh, a great week for the Winnipeg Jets, I'd say, all in all. On the ice, off the ice, some interesting stuff's going on. We'll go over that in a little bit. But, Mitch, I'll, I'll flip things over to you. Just uh, what did you see from the Jets this week that allowed them to have the success that they did? Yeah, it was uh, quite a week. As painful as it was to only get one point out of Minnesota. Actually, before I keep going, I should say that's a really good preamble. That's that's, oh, that's hard to do right off the top. Yeah, and I, like I, you said, you could probably tell early, I didn't plan it at all. Bright and early on a Monday. Uh, yeah, as painful as it was to only get one point out of Minnesota because you did so many good things in that hockey game. Um, that was what it was. You kind of move on from that and take what you can. That was kind of the the message afterwards. And then you come in home opener. Jets had won, I believe it was three consecutive home openers coming into that one. And then really, you know, they give up the game's first goal, but then fire on all cylinders on the way to a 5-1 win over the Anaheim Ducks. They continue some of the good things that they did against uh, against Minnesota earlier in the week. All of a sudden, you got some momentum. You got points in consecutive games. And then you have the Nashville Predators coming in for your second divisional tilt of the season. And anytime Nashville's in Winnipeg, I don't care if the rosters are different. <laughs> There's always a little bit of uh, some in- intensity there. And, I mean, that intensity was obvious. Nathan Beaulieu drops the gloves in that game. The Winnipeg Jets go back and forth uh, with the Nashville Predators and end up with a big win on Saturday as well. So, like you said, all of a sudden, you know, you, you come into this week uh, with a couple of losses to start a, a road trip, and then all of a sudden you go 2-0-1-1. And you're now you're two two and one on the season, heading out on the road again this week. But you have this real good feeling, I think, in your uh, in your dressing room as you get ready for that road trip. The good thing about this week that I find is just it started off on such a tough note, like you kind of mentioned with that overtime loss uh, against the Wild. Uh, Paul, everybody's favorite topic, obviously COVID nineteen. Who's not talking about it? Uh, clearly, we are the Winnipeg Jets running into a bit of COVID nineteen issues. Uh, Blake Wheeler uh, did test positive and was a symptomatic positive, uh, so he is currently still quarantining as we record this in Minneapolis. Uh, and then Mark Shifley, also uh, an asymptomatic positive, uh, so he was unavailable to the Winnipeg Jets. And his situation is a little bit different than Blake's in terms of when he possibly could return. Uh, Paul, just turn things over to you. How have the Winnipeg Jets dealt with the adversity of losing, you know, arguably their two top players? Quite well, in fact. I think when you look at the results, it's two straight wins. And, of course, you didn't have Blake play in in Minnesota as well. So from that standpoint, I mean, I think the Jets had a test of their resiliency and also of their depth. 
and they've come out of this quite fine. Now there will be a further test. You're going back on the road, and it's three games in California, and Anaheim will be looking to avenge the loss here, and Winnipeg will be looking to avenge the loss there, and same with San Jose, and then you're going to see Los Angeles for the first time as well. So while the California teams struggled last year, I think they are improved this year. So there will be a test that way for the next three games. But, boy, you take Kyle Connor and what he's done with these six goals already in five games and where they're coming from and how good he has been defensively on puck battles to get the puck and then what he's doing with the puck. Pierre-Luc Dubois vaulted into that top-line center role and now four goals for him. And just you can see the way he's moving on the ice. It's just so much more fluid and quick and fast. So... Also, Connor Hellebuck, I didn't think had his best game until perhaps the game against the Ducks on the home opener. So that was his finest hour, and he's found his stride in the crease for Winnipeg. So in the face of adversity, you've had a number of guys that have stepped up. They've been forced to, but I also think that it's allowed them to move into more prominent roles that maybe they were setting themselves up for, which is always a good thing because that tells you that your depth within your organization is trying to push upward as opposed to downward. That's not a bad thing. And Winnipeg, I think, has had their depth and their organizational depth on full display for the last couple of games for sure and I think right now they're surviving and thriving quite well with it. Uh, Mitchell the Winnipeg Jets power play obviously was something that was talked about quite a bit at the beginning of the regular season. Uh, They seem to have found their stride a little bit here uh, going two for three against the Nashville Predators on the power play and also just adding on to that Josh Morrissey uh, I believe he's got two power play goals on the year already both from the exact same spot so you know uh, you know, he's a, he seems to be a sharpshooter there. Yeah. Uh, just what have you seen from the power play so far? Just really good puck movement. As, as Paul kind of mentioned, you know, when you, when you take guys like, like Blake Wheeler and, and Mark Shifley out of the lineup, not only does it impact five on five, but it also impacts the power play. More often than not, those two are on the same unit. So you you know, you're going to have some changeover in your power play units, but the Winnipeg Jets have just found a way to make it work. I remember asking uh, in Minnesota, uh, because Paul Maurice had kind of shifted where the defenseman, uh, the defenseman units uh, on the particular power play units, he had kind of shifted that around, moved Morrissey and uh, and Schmidt to a different unit, and so I was wondering, does that mean that you know things have to run through you? Uh, I was asking this to Mark Shifley, and he said, "Well, you'll just have to wait and and see." And but then you know they they pick up a couple power play goals against the Minnesota Wild. That was one of the positives from that game. And then they've just kind of rolled from there, even as Mark Shifley, as we've, as we've mentioned, hasn't been able to play the last couple of games. They've still found a way to make it work. A big part of that is Josh Morrissey, like you said, who just, I don't know, it looks like he's been in that right circle his entire career, the way he's been teeing one-timers from there. And then Kyle Connor on another unit is just absolutely lethal from that spot, as we saw against the Nashville Predators. And really, throughout last season, whenever he would get into that circle and get that one-timer off, it is difficult for any goaltender to make a stop because he seems to be so incredibly accurate and he gets it off incredibly quick so for the Winnipeg Jets the the power play has always been move it quickly uh, be confident in the way you're doing it and then when you're able to get the puck up ice uh, and into the zone get get your uh, positioning established uh, good things can happen and they've been able to do that the last uh, few games here. Paul, uh, you touched on this gentleman in your first answer, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, he's got four goals and four straight at this point. 
just what have you seen from the big forward that is creating the opportunities for himself uh, in the offensive and defensive zone? Aside from the number change, Tyler? Yes. That too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Listen, let's just back up and kind of talk about some of the things that we already knew about what happened to him. And then that really, I think, will lead you to the path that he got on in the offseason and where he is now. So things aren't going very well leading up to training camp last year in Columbus. He already knows that he's probably going to have a bit of an issue, and he ends up having an issue with then-coach at that time, John Tortorella, with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Doesn't really want to play there. The trade is consummated between the Jets and Columbus. Patrick Laine goes down there. Now he has to quarantine for two weeks. Gets back into the lineup, and the quarantine thing doesn't allow you to be on the ice or really work out the way you normally would with some supervision. Nobody can really be in the house with you. It's kind of alone time. Then he gets back in the lineup. He gets hurt. So it was stop and start all the way through the 40-plus games that he played last year. And then they put him on a Winnipeg Jets regimen. He followed it this summer, was really in good shape when he showed up. You could see that from day one of training camp. But the other thing that he has done this year is that he has stopped trying to please everybody and just started to play his own game. And that came from Paul Maurice. He was trying to do too much last year to impress people. I just think there's a comfort level for him, Tyler and Mitch, right now, that I think you're seeing on the ice. He's just more sure of himself. There's more confidence. Certainly you get that when you're quicker and you're faster and you feel better about your body and what you can do on the ice. And right from the opening shift of the preseason, you could see what he was doing was where the Winnipeg Jets thought he was going to get to. And the belief system in Paul Maurice had in him last year, he was quite bullish about him, talking many times about, I believe in this kid. This kid's going to be a great player for us. And not only that, but it's a contract year for him as well. So that helps. But I just think that what he's done here is exactly what we saw in the early couple of years of when he was a 20-plus goal scorer with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And that's carried over into the Winnipeg Jets in a time of need when Mark Shifley's out. Uh, We don't know exactly how long, but probably sooner than later he'll be back in the lineup. But I think right now you're seeing Pierre-Luc Dubois assert himself as a possible number one center at some point on this team. And that's in the goal department, but just the way he's playing with the puck and the way he's been hard on the puck using that big body. But it comes down to how he's been in shape and he's just faster and quicker overall this year. Pierre-Luc's uh, junior teammate and now current teammate, Yevgeny Svechnikov, joins Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, enjoy this interview. Winnipeg Jets fans, did you know that online 50-50 tickets presented by PlayNow.com are available for all Winnipeg Jets games? That's right. Whether the Jets play on the road or at home, you can participate in the game day 50-50 draw. The winner will take home half of the jackpot with all proceeds in support of the True North Youth Foundation. Remember to buy your tickets on all Jets game days at winnipegjets.com slash 5050. Hi, this is Pierre-Luc Dubois, and you're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Joined here on the Ground Control podcast by Evgeny Svechnikov. Uh, just, I guess, first a little bit about yourself. Just uh, how's your time been in Winnipeg so far? It's been a good time. I'm very enjoying um, I think it's very amazing people. It's uh, it reminds me home a little bit of Siberia, where I grew up, and uh, I think it's just amazing people, amazing environment, and obviously organization. Uh, treat treat every, everybody's amazing, and 
I feel like very welcome and by the people and the staff and everybody else. So I'm very, very, very happy to be here and excited and hope to continue. Uh, you mentioned your hometown. W- which is your hometown? Like on the website, it says, I- I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce this. Yeah. You, you, you know, Sahelinsk. And is that, is that when you say your hometown, is that your hometown? No, no. My, my life kind of throw me all over the map. Uh, I was born in Yuzhny Sakhalinsk and I moved to Siberia when I was one year old. Okay. So I lived there in, for 12 years. Uh, and I was raised there with my brother. My brother was there, born there in Siberia. I grew up there playing hockey, started playing hockey, and then I moved to Moscow, live in Moscow because of hockey. And then after that, we moved to, after one year, we moved to Kazan. So that's where my hometown, Kazan, is now. Okay. For the last 12 years, so. Your parents just work moved you guys around a lot. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just moved us around for, for hockey. Did everything for us. Sacrifice with jobs, cities. So yeah. Well, that's a that's a great story. Uh, I guess back to the hockey side of things. Uh, you know, Winnipeg was obviously interested in your services. You signed with the Moose, but then you signed the PTO with the Jets. Just how excited were you to get here and just sort of prove that you still had game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think most people think I signed PTO because I wasn't good enough. That wasn't the deal. Yeah, the deal was because it was my shoulder and I wasn't clear. So, uh, but I don't really matter to me how people think or what not. So I just came in. I was very excited to show up in preseason and show what I'm able to do and uh, I know what I can capable of doing. And I just wanted to have opportunity, and that's what that's what uh, popped out in my in my hands. And I was very happy to do that. That's why I chose Winnipeg organization I was very calm excited to came in and so I just want to continue doing that how do you think you've played so far I mean you've got points in two straight up to this point just how you feeling I think uh, I'm not focused on that too much it's long season I feel I feel good I think it's good step you know good step forward uh, but there's a lot of steps forward to take more you know it's only start it's it's going to be a long season bruising bombs and ups and downs so I just got to focus on myself what I can control what I can do every day, show up and work, and uh, there's going to be, like I said, ups and downs. So um, I'm just trying to control what I can, work hard every day, show up at the game, and do everything I can at the game. So, But uh, I think it's a good start. I think I have got some going chemistry with Doobie and uh, Casey a little bit. So, But, yeah, we'll see. I'm just going to continue working and practicing at it. You talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois. What's it been like to reunite with him? You guys were teammates in Cape Breton. Just, uh, you know, he had... 99 points in 15, 16, you had 79, but you only played, I think, 12 games less. So uh, has there been any chat about just uh, that period of time and how you might have actually uh, tied him good. in points? Yeah, it was good. It was always good competing, you know. Uh, but it was fun hockey, was the best time of our lives, juniors, you know, when everything it's not as hard uh, comes to you, you know. And it was fun. We just build our chemistry so much with another my Russian body, Max Lazarev. We had a lot going, you know, in in, in every every uh, place of the ice. So in no zone, these zone, neutral zone. So we were all over. Uh, we know how to play. We knew how to play, where to be, and you know, and make plays in the right spots. Uh, but yeah, it's been fun to reunite with Doobie. He's a great guy. He's a driver. He's a big body, and it's fun to play with him so far. And obviously, playing I haven't played in a while, but it's been back. We've been a little bit different players now, you know, and and it's been more fun. So. Um, yeah, I just would like to score more goals together. It'll be more fun. Yeah. Uh, my last question for you, because we're in a bit of a rush to get to the airplane. Uh, you've 
uh, had a little bit of celebrity here in Winnipeg with this velvet jacket you've been wearing. Tell me about the the velvet jacket, <laughs> uh, your fashion style. Uh, really? just where does that come from? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like the style. I like to, you know, look good. Uh, it makes me feel good. I know what they say, play good. But, uh, yeah, my uh, one of my friends uh, gave me one this jacket as a gift and I uh, kept it and I started getting more so uh, yeah I, I love it you know I like to look good and suits it's one of my my uh, fashion like I said it makes me feel good yep. so but yeah that's cool that people think that and we'll see maybe there's some other options <laughs> all right uh, Evgeny thanks so much for the time man yeah no problem thank you shop where the players shop Jets gear and truenorthshop.com are your authentic team stores Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com. Thanks so much to Evgeny for joining us uh, here on Ground Control. Uh, This week, Mitchell, the Jets are off to California again. Uh, You know, life's tough. Uh, The Anaheim Ducks are first on tap uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. That goes Tuesday night uh, in Anaheim, uh, 9 p.m. Central start. Then on Thursday, they take on the Los Angeles Kings. That's a 9.30 p.m. Central start. Uh, Apologies to our uh, producer for the postgame shows on that one, Evan Midford, for that night. He'll be here a little late. And uh, they round things out with a 6 p.m. Central start in San Jose. So that one's a bit more palatable for Jets fans. Uh, Mitch, just uh, what are you expecting from the Jets this week as they try and avenge some and exercise some sins out in California? Well, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I really need to see the Anaheim Ducks about another 13 or 14 more times (laughs) this month to really get a good idea. No, I mean, uh, it's just uh, every year you get these weird, like, schedule quirks, and this is it, I think, for the Winnipeg Jets this year. You see the Anaheim Ducks three times in two weeks, and then you never see them again uh, for the rest of the regular season. So I think it's going to be interesting from a, a coaching perspective. Now you've got two games' worth of video on the Anaheim Ducks, and as much as you know, it's... John Gibson is probably the first bullet point on any scouting report for the Anaheim Ducks. Um, you've got a better idea of some of these young guys that they've brought in over the last year and a bit. So um, that that includes uh, uh, Trevor Zegras, who's a guy that I think a lot of people have enjoyed watching. There's just so much skill there. Um, and the Ducks have a number of uh, young guys as well. So I think that's probably been extremely helpful for the Winnipeg Jets this month now that they actually feel like they have a book quote-unquote on a team the San Jose Sharks obviously a team that the Winnipeg Jets have seen they also want to you know they had a 2-0 lead at at SAP Center and you know felt like a a win kind of slipped away the uh, Sharks have been uh, a lot to deal with for teams in the National Hockey League so far this season so uh, that'll be a, a real good rematch, a real good way to close out the road trip. That building is tough to win in. I remember Paul Maurice the first time we were there saying, you know, in his, you know, career in the National Hockey League, the first 10 minutes at SAP Center is always, if you can get out of that 0-0, you're usually in a, in a real good spot. Um, so the Winnipeg Jets will no doubt be trying to handle that as well. And then the Los Angeles Kings are a team that we haven't obviously seen yet. A little bit more of a focus on on some speed, but they've brought in some veterans. You know, we talked about Nashville a little bit earlier on. Victor Arvidsson is now a member of the Los Angeles Kings. Be curious to see how he's been able to uh, fit in there. He's already made his return to Nashville uh, this year. So uh, I'll be curious to see that. And of course, you know, uh, it'll be Drew Doughty was on the 
uh, receiving end of a, of a tough play, it, you know, looked like a knee, was it? Who knows? Uh, it's a, one of those situations where player goes to hit him and the knees kind of collide. So tough situation for Drew Doughty. So uh, hoping the best for him. But uh, the Los Angeles Kings, I think, are going to be a really intriguing hockey team this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing them on Thursday. Before we shift into our final topic, uh, a big announcement last week, the Ducky Pond Hockey Classic, a really neat event taking place in January, the 13th to the 16th. Uh, you can enter your own little pond hockey team. And, uh, you know, the winner of the Open Division, I believe, gets a spot in the world pond hockey championships which i think is a really cool added little bonus to that uh if that's something that piques your interest uh you can start registering a team on wednesday october 27th uh that's at duckypondclassic.ca slash registration uh so if you have a couple of friends that want to get together and enter a team make sure you get on that website and do so so i'm sure we'll bring anders strom the uh what do, you, what do you call him, the director of the event? Yes. He, well, I don't know if that's going to be his exact title, but, uh, yeah, he works in uh, alumni relations and, and whatnot with uh, True North Sports and Entertainment. He was on the Jets TV Live pregame was. show presented by Budweiser talking about this very thing. It's going to be so cool. Like, there's going to be just – it's going to be out at Camp Manitou, uh, rinks, uh, food trucks, uh, various beverage areas. Yes. I mean, kind of it, beverages. I oh, love a good beverage area. Yes. Kind of beverages. All kinds of beverages. So uh, <laughs> smoothies, warm <laughs> milk. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cold chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be peak uh, peak Manitoba, and you know, really, uh, a lot of the uh, the funds and everything go to a number of different charities. One of them being Howard Chuck Strong, the Youth Foundation here. Um, so yeah, real good cause. Like you said, registration October twenty seventh. Like, are you, are you talking carbonated beverages? <laughs> oh, Potentially. perhaps. I love a carbonated <laughs> beverage. I love a carbonated <laughs> beverage. <laughs> uh, all right, our last topic. Nate Schmidt. Uh, he sits third on the team in points. He had three assists uh, against the Nashville Predators. He's got six points in total, all assists. Um, what if? What has allowed him to have a bit of offensive success here? And, and and I don't want to steal your analysis, but I did notice something that was really interesting. They talked about, I believe it was after the game uh, against Nashville, when asked about his no-look passes on the power play. Like, where where did that come from? Or how did you hone that skill? Instantly, he referred to Mike Green, which I thought was a really good little nugget. Just Just goes to show you how you know, a veteran like Mike at the time really impacted on this type of player. And now you're seeing those dividends being paid off all these years later. So just what have you seen from the defenseman that has allowed him to mesh so well with this group? Well, number one, his personality, I mean, is just, there's a, there's a layer of his personality that the Jets didn't have in their room, probably since Buff left. And there's no comparison, there's no comparing buff to Nate Schmidt but in terms of the levity that he brings in the room buff had that and that's been a void since Dustin Bufflin left so you bring in that sort of everybody comes together everybody likes him right everybody can gravitate to him so that's he's a he's a glue guy that way because there's there might be groups of players in the room but all the groups like Nate Schmidt because of his personality he also can be serious when he has to be, and he can play the game. I think he's alleviated some of the pressure off of 
Josh Morrissey. And as a result, Josh Morrissey is playing more fluidly, more confidently. He's playing really well and enjoying, as you mentioned, the power play opportunity in that one-time spot and getting some more points. The other thing that, that Nate does is he has a really innate ability to skate. Nate has an innate ability to skate. I was going to comment on that, but I didn't want to I knew you were going to jump on that, so I jumped (laughs) on it myself. When you can skate and you can move the puck, that's what today's game is built around. And the Jets have had some of those guys, but they just haven't had enough of them. Plus, there's a guy that's been around for a while. So as you talk about, he's 30 years old. There's now sort of that veteran savviness that's to him and part of his game. And then the power play, he just understands what needs to happen. He quarterbacks it up top. He thinks quickly. He distributes the puck. He's a good passer. He's got a good shot. And he can escape trouble if he has to because of that skating ability. But one of the things that I thought was great, he was asked a question about what needs to happen when you quarterback the power play. He said, we need to shoot more because then you get the defenders turning their skates back toward the net. I thought it was ingenious. I'd never heard that before. But it allows you to dictate where the puck's going to go, and it doesn't allow the opposition on the penalty kill to get set up in their positions. So he's maybe a shoot-first guy, distribute later, whatever comes first, he'll make that read. But there's all kinds of things about his game. He was good in Washington. He was great in Vegas. Had a bit of a tough year last year in Vancouver. That's kind of the outlier for all of this. He had COVID twice last year on a team that was decimated by COVID. And then he's come here with a brand new fresh start with a great attitude. He's close to home, St. Cloud, Minnesota. There's all kinds of things that are working in favor of Nate here in Winnipeg. And he has responded in kind by providing favors to the Winnipeg Jets. He's been very, very good at the start of this season. Speaking of things that have been very, very good at the start of the season, us. All right. I'm just going to wrap it up (laughs) there. Uh, So humble, as always. Uh, On behalf of myself, Tyler Esquivel, Jets TV's Mitchell Clinton, and 680 CJOB's Paul Edmonds, uh, have a great week, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for downloading, and go Jets go. This is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com. Proceed, we're able.